I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome to Land Grant Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear post-game audio from the Ohio State Buckeyes' 20-12 victory over the Penn State Nittany Lions on Saturday, October 21st. We will hear first from head coach Ryan Day, then we will follow it up after a short break with defensive coordinator Jim Knowles and starting quarterback Kyle McCord. The three obviously discuss the defense's outstanding performance over the Penn State Nittany Lions. They also get into a second straight incredible outing from Marvin Harrison Jr. over the Nits, and they also touch on some injuries and things that could have gone better. Now, before we get into that audio, if you are finding this episode on LandGrantHolyLand.com, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get the unique and varied perspectives that you will only hear from the Land Grant Podcast Network. Also, if you like the content that we're giving you, we would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, with all of that out of the way, up first is Ohio State head football coach, Ryan Day. Uh, Ryan, are you tired of me asking about you winning with defense? <laughs> no, I knew that was the first question you were going to ask. Yes, I'm okay with it. Where does where does maybe this defensive performance rank for you? I know that's it's yeah. early; it just happened, but from start to finish, that was about as good as yeah. maybe we've seen in your tenure here. And they shouldn't have been out there at the end of the end of the game. You know, that was not their fault. I thought first off, the crowd was tremendous. You know. Gene brought it up. I brought it up. When when the shoes rocking like that, it's it's difference maker. I thought our players fed off of it. You could tangibly see it on the field. They just fed off the crowd, and we got that sack on JT on that fourth down. That, that was as loud as I've, I've heard in a long time. And I just felt the toughness, the physicality on defense. We started off with, you know, really stopping the run and then forcing them to throw the ball. And. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who did a lot of great things on defense, but I got to give Jim Knowles a lot of credit and his staff for, you know, the adjustments they've made. Um, you know, that was, that was, you know, two top 10 wins now in the first seven games where our defense played really well. And um, no, I'm happy for our guys. I'm happy for the success they've had. You know, they came off of the last season with a few scars, just like we all did. Uh, but you're starting to see the confidence grow in a big way. Over to the left, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch, and then... Cameron Teague Robinson. Yeah, since Austin asked the obvious question, I'll ask you about the, the flip side of it. Obviously, yeah. you're without Travion and, and Emeka. How would you kind of assess the offense? Uh, seemed like it was stuck in the mud a lot of the day. 
Yeah, uh, number one defense in the country statistically coming in, so we knew it was going to be a little bit that way. Um, I thought there were times where we actually moved the ball okay. Didn't run the ball well enough. It didn't get enough explosive plays. Um, we certainly, you know, c- could use you know Trey and and, uh, and the Mecca back, but you know we had enough to to win. And you know we don't score there. We 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 had a, a couple really nice plays designed for Devin, and he, he rolled the ankle there, and um, you know, and so it was out for the game. So that that kind of threw us off. But we, you know. We still can't get in on those two, you know, third and fourth down plays. That would have been a huge difference maker. But um, you know, overall, just you know, not good enough. But uh, I got to give Marvin Harrison so much credit. You know, to to go for eleven catches for one sixty-two and a touchdown. When you know, I would think most teams, the first thing they look at is how do I take away Marvin Harrison? And we targeted him sixteen times. I think he was open on most sixteen of those plays. Um, and so, you know, he, he showed up in a, in a big spot today again. And, you know, I, argue, I would argue to say, and I haven't seen everybody play across the country, that you know, it's hard for me to find somebody who's better in the country. You know, so, you know, I don't know, you know how he gets on these lists or doesn't get on these lists, but to me, he's one of the most special players in the country. Go foot on fourth and two there at the goal line. I just, you know, when you're on the two-yard line like that, I mean, I just feel like we got to punch it in. And the way our defense was playing, if we were going to get stopped, I felt like that was 98 yards for them to go. Um, if you're playing the numbers on it, plus we, we got to get on the two-yard line. I mean, there's there's no excuse for that. I mean, that's our expectation. Ten first downs for Marvin Harrison too. Over to the right here, Dylan Davis. Is Dylan, that right? Is that yes? Because it was the same last year too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. Um, Kyle is now one on the road at Notre Dame, and he gets another top ten win here at home. Over here, to your right, to your right. Gets another top ten win at home um, here. I guess how are you just seeing him grow up in front of your eyes in moments like this, where obviously you know wins are wins, but moments like these kind of you know have added significance. You know, I, he took care of the ball. You know, there was the one sack fumble that was returned for a touchdown. So, you know, if, if it wasn't a hold there, you know that that would have been a whole different game. So we we got it. We got to get rid of that stuff. Uh, it was a hold. I think that's why he double clutched it. But still. Um, there were some really good things. He kept battling in there and, you know, did enough for us to win. Uh, but I know we're going to watch this film and, and there's still going to be things that we need to grow on and then things that we did well that we got to enhance. And, um, you know, we'll watch the film and, and on Tuesday I'll have a better assessment of that to f- figure out if he graded out a champion or not. But, um, you know, I, I just I know we left a lot of plays on the field today on offense and we didn't execute well enough in certain areas. Um, now, again, number one defense in the country. So you have to. T- it's all relative. So we'll look at it. And it was good enough to win, but certainly our defense put us in a great situation on offense to win. Far, far left, Cameron Teague Robinson, the athletic, and then Max Olson. Ryan, coming come into this game, we, you talked about Penn State's ability to just hold the ball, time of possession. Yeah. And they methodically moved down the field. They're one, in six, one for 16 on third down right. today. What does that say about this defense that I mean, they're – they don't give up big plays and they get off the field on third down. Yeah, we did a great. I mean, one for 16 is just tremendous. And then a one for three on third down. So I guess it's two of, what, 19 for third and fourth downs. Uh, unbelievable job. You know, I think that was the combination of the rush and the coverage. I thought Jermaine Matthews played a big time game for a freshman having to step up without having Denzel in there. That was big. Um, I'll forget some guys because there was just a lot of great play on defense. But you know, if we can if we can play like this, then this is that's championship level defense. And, and if we can keep growing as a team, then you know you know we'll be tough to beat here down the road. Over to the right, Clay Hall, WSYX. I know it's one and zero every Saturday is a goal, and it's a yeah. huge win. But in this era where you're always trying to angle for later on. It's a huge leg up in a lot of ways in the East, and yeah. Penn State had a win over Iowa. I mean, 
maybe that's not your thought today, but it could be down the road. Well, uh, again, you know, I'm sure there's a couple teams out there, maybe not, that have two top ten victories right now uh, on their resume. And um, I, I think the most encouraging thing, although it's like this back and forth, is, you know, I, we come out of this game thinking that, you know, we probably should have won the game by a few touchdowns at least. Um, so I'm going to wait for that tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy this because it is, you know, you have to find these moments to enjoy because this is a top 10 win. And if you said, you know, you're going to beat Penn State today 20 to 12, you know, where do I sign up? Um, you know, this is a good team coming in here, well coached. James does a great job. Manny does a great job on defense. You know, Mike, as we know, does a great job on offense. And, um, you know, they have good players, you know, NFL players all over the field. So, um, you know, like you said, the goal is to be 1-0. It doesn't always look pretty at times in these games. You know, I think about the last few games that we've been in against, or not few, since I've been here, the games that we've been in against Penn State, it's like it's kind of ugly early on, and then everything kind of happens in the fourth quarter. I know, Jerry, you mentioned that last year. Like it was 16-14, and the final ended up 41-33 to or whatever it was. You know, So we, we knew we had to get this game into the fourth quarter. Tom and I, Tommy Eichenberg mentioned something in the locker room about how we have to be second half warriors and if you know we want to take the next step as a team you know we got to finish this thing off the right way um really good leadership there i thought kate stover's leadership was tremendous xavier johnson had to step up with a mecca out again yeah i thought he did that leadership is important in big games like this another uh, marvin harrison stat he's the first player in ohio state history to have five games of 160 plus receiving yards david boston had four over to the left max olson the athletic yeah, Ryan, over here. Um, when, when you talk about Marvin being the best in the country, I'm curious, in, in big games, big weeks like this, yeah. what's his preparation like? What's his demeanor like uh, today? Yeah, I mean, you, you can interview him and talk to him about his exact routine, but, um, you know, people ask me, you know, a couple guys in this room when when they're at, in, the, in the woody during a, um, a Tuesday, Wednesday, or whenever they're in there, say, who's going to leave first, you or Marvin? <laughs> I said, I don't know. But I always look before I leave to see. Um, I mean, he's in there early in the morning. He's out there late at night. Um, practice, we'll practice, you know, however long we practice. And when practice gets done, you know, I'll go up and eat. And he'll still be out there on the jugs going through the routine. You know, he goes through every play, at, you know, just going through it in his head. He'll go out there and throw with Kyle. Then he'll get on the, the machine that he has, which you should see this machine. He can actually feed it, and then he presses the button, and he, and he shoots it to himself. Coach Mick made a rule that he has to bring somebody with him now, though. He can't just go on his own. Um, but but guys have embraced that, and that's something. It's a legacy that he'll leave behind is his work ethic. Over to the right, Nathan, uh, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com, and then Spencer. Uh, Ryan, I think it was about 50 seconds left, and you had three timeouts at the end of the first half. Why just kneel it instead of maybe be more? I just felt like we were coming. We were coming out with the ball in the second half. Um, I, I just felt at that time it, we, we'll just regroup at halftime. I didn't want anything crazy to happen. You know. Um, the fumble return for a touchdown was in the back of my mind. I just didn't want – I thought the defense was playing well. Um, I just didn't want to take any chances. You know, it was, it was conservative on my end. I, I agree. But the number one goal, as we talk about, is to be 1-0. and You know, this is, this is a top-10 game. And at that moment, I felt like the right thing to do was take a knee. It was on the 18-yard line. If it was on the, you know, 30-something maybe, uh, I probably, probably could have run it there and just see if you pop a run. Yeah, I mean, if, if I did it again, maybe you'd consider that. But at that time, I felt like it was, let's get into halftime. Let's figure out what's going on. we got the ball in the second half, and let's go from there. Uh, over to the left, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. First off, do you have any sense yet how long Denzel might be out? Yeah, it was close this week. 
So um, we're hopeful to get him back for practice next week. And if he has a full week of practice, he'll be ready to go. At the guess at the risk of being uncouth, is this kind of why you guys uh, went out and threw a bunch of money at Jim Knowles to bring him here to, to coordinate this defense to win championship level games in this way? Well, I, you know, the expectation at Ohio State is to be the best in the country. And, you know, um, our, our defense, I think, has a chance to do that. And when Jim got here, I know that that was what he wanted to do. And um, he's done a great job of installing his defense, you know, and, and, you know, especially in the first year. But now, you know, he's really got a feel for the conference, I think. He's taken the next step with our personnel. And, you know, the guys are playing with confidence. And I think he does a tremendous job of giving them enough information that they need, but not overloading them and allowing them to play fast and confident. Um, I just, that was, that was the most confident an energetic group that I've been around probably since 19 out there on the field today. You know, when, when the crowd was into it, I mean, just the whole group was just, you know, they had that look in their eye and they were getting the crowd involved. And a couple of times I'm like, guys, they're about to snap the ball. Let's go get going. But I, I love that. You know, that's the confidence that is building week in and week out. Got time for just a few more over here to the right. Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row. Ryan, I guess in that same vein, uh, how much does this defense allow you to change the calculus in the way you, you're calling offense? I know that in past years, maybe, I don't want to speak for you, but you might have no, gone right. for a touchdown at the end of the first half. You might have kicked a field goal to extend it to seven. What has changed about you with this defense being as good as it is right now? I just think in, in a game like this in particular, I, um, you have to do whatever you can to win the game. And if you feel like your defense can flat out win you a game, then you know, you, you have to make sure that you're doing your part. You know, you can't be selfish in that moment as much as you know, you'd love to just, you know, push the pedal to the metal. The, the goal is to win the game. You know, sometimes we forget about that. Now, you know, there's other times where you want to find out where your offense is and, you know, challenge yourself and grow and build and put them in situations to, to grow. Um, I, I just felt like today watching the game that, you know, our defense was in control of the game. And, you know, if we could get a couple drives together, and punch it in and control the clock. You know, it certainly had a lot to do with the defense, but we did have the ball for thir- almost 35 minutes in the game, and, and that was well done. Um, I just think that, you know, we could have been a little bit more explosive, and certainly not finishing that drive, you know, hurt us um, and, and, you know, made it a, a closer game than it should have been. But, um, you know, you know in, in whatever the game is, the goal is to win the game, and the more confidence we have in, in, in our defense, that allows us to play a couple different ways. Third row left, Pat Murphy, 24-7 sports. Ryan Cade had a few big catches today. Um, he uh, He's done that the last few weeks for yeah. you guys. I know Marvin gets a lot of the, the talk offensively, but what does he give you guys when he's out there making Ooh. plays like that? Yeah, probably one of the most valuable guys on our offense. You know, I mean, certainly Marvin is Marvin, but after that, I, you know, Cade's right there. I and mean, we, we've got a couple guys in there that, you know, Cade does so much of the dirty work. He's such a great leader. He's such a tough player. And he's become a really good receiver. You know, four catches for 70 yards, um, some big time plays. Um, and so we, we got to keep finding ways to get him the ball. We got to keep finding ways to be creative, to do that for him. He deserves that. Um, probably could have done a better job as a staff doing that for him today. Um, and, and we got to keep finding ways to be explosive in the run game. We got to do that. You know, if we want to take the next step as a team, we have to be able to figure that part of it out. Um, you know, had had a couple ideas with Devin. You know, losing him hurt us because I thought maybe in the fourth quarter, if we needed to do a four-minute drill, we could utilize some of those things. We didn't have it. We looked a little out of sync. 
So we got to make sure that we have a plan for that as well. So um, got to figure that out and hopefully get these guys healthy. But but yeah, Cade's a big part of all of that. Right here in the front row, Tim May. Uh, uh, on three, and then Adam Rittenberg. There you go. Uh, Ryan, I was going to ask you, what does it say about the toughness of your team, but I didn't want to get you going again. J.T. <laughs> uh, Tui Molawau in Penn State, and then, of course, Josh Proctor today also. I mean, what you just see out of those guys? And we've asked you this before about what what comes on with J.T. Tui Molawau when games are in the, you know, in the balance, so to speak, and speak to him, I guess. Well, I think the first thing you notice when you talk about those guys and just in general, I thought we played physical today. You know, there was a point where we were running the ball too on offense where we were being physical. We were, we were knocking them back. My, you know, Matt was, was, you know, did some good things. Not, not enough at the end, but early on. But the defense in particular, JT and, and Josh, uh, I thought they were physical. There was more than just them. I mean, just overall played fast, strong, violent. But JT, uh, you know, I feel like for him, when he gets into those moments where, okay, you know, it's a passing situation and he bumps out a little bit more and, and you know, his, his bucket's a little bit higher, like, here we go. Because now, you know, he knows what's coming. And, you know, he can, he can get himself, you know, those special players can do that. You know, they, they turn themselves up just a little bit more in those big clutch spots he did again today. Well, over to the left, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. That'll be the last one from that side. Ryan, what went into the decision not to use Dallin at all today? And could Travion have played if you had needed him? Uh, Travion, no, he, he was. He ended up being unavailable. Um, you know, it was it was you know, as close as we could to the game to decide uh, whether he could go or not. You know, we're, we're again hopeful to get him back next week. Um, you know, I, I feel like he is close, um, but uh, you know, you know to check with Tony and you know. Going into the game, said, you know, if Trey's not available, you know, where do you think we'll go? And, you know, we felt like if, if Dallin was available, you know, that we would consider using him. You know, Tony felt like those were the two best guys to go with at the time, you know, and I trust him. He's, you know, he's the running backs coach. We'll reevaluate it this week and see if that was the right thing to do. And final question, Adam Rittenberg, ESPN. Hey, Ryan, right, right here. You, seven games, and you have some evidence of who you guys are. Yeah. I mean, what is the personality, and maybe how is it different from other teams you've coached here at Ohio State? Yeah, no, you're right. It, um, I think the first thing is just, an experienced group of guys that has been through the fire before. Um, we've always been talented, but sometimes we've been young and inexperienced. You think about, you know, 19, 20, 21. I mean, really talented players. I mean, NFL players, guys who, you know, are first rounders, but young. And sometimes playing against guys who are 21, 22, 23 years old in the COVID year, sometimes more than that. And this year's team is not only more veteran, but the third-year guys, those guys have played a lot of football. You think about JT and Jack. Those are all three third-year guys, but they've played a lot of football here. So the combination of experience and I think um, you know, age and maturity is probably the biggest thing. Style of game, style of play, I would say you know, our defense is, is really strong right now. You know, we have a big-time playmaker in, in Marvin. We have, a, we have a super dynamic tight end who's you know, doing a lot for us in both ways. You know, a quarterback who's growing. I think the biggest part of that is, you know, hopefully getting, um, you know, some of these guys healthy and continue to build the, the passing game a little bit more and the running game to be more explosive. If we can take that next step, you know, we have a chance to be really good and reach our goals. All right, Coach, thank you very much for your time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. Next to the podium is defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. Jim, we talked to you in the locker room after the Peach Bowl, and, and there was a, a sense of frustration or disappointment in your voice with the way that last season ended and the way that the defense, I think you said, almost let the offense down. To, to go out and have a performance like this in this big of a spot in this game with your defense and win it with defense, what does that mean to you to see this group kind of start to come full circle? You know, first you're happy for the players, you know, and happy for our head coach and all the fans. Um, and that they now have confidence, you know, that they can win the game on defense. You know, we, uh, I don't look at stats, but I guess Penn State had a pretty good defense, you know. So we talked to them before the game about, hey, you're not just playing Penn State's offense, you're playing Penn State's defense. You know, if they make one play, we got to make two. If they make two, we got to make three. So it's a sense of maturity, uh, leadership. Um, yeah, maybe a little chip on your shoulder, you know. And uh, we've done a lot of work to have everyone have faith in us, for sure. Over to the left, Cameron Teague Robinson, The Athletic. Jim, you mentioned on Tuesday how you had to get Penn State off schedule because just, they just move the ball so methodically. One of 16 on third down. What does that say about where this defense is right now than maybe where, where it was coming into the year? You know, they, um, they know the scheme, you know, and uh, when I make adjustments during the week and the things you talked about that we had to get the stops, we had to get them off schedule, and we make uh, little adjustments in the scheme, they pick up on it, you know, and that's a big deal because – Winning those downs in a game like that is huge, and that only comes with preparation and with and with guys who are knowledgeable about the scheme. Over here to the right, Dylan Davis, Delaware Gazette. Jermaine was thrust into a huge spot today. Um, how do you think he played and uh, handled that position? Yeah, like I said, the kids got moxie. You know, I, I don't think he knew how big a moment it was, and that's not a bad that's not a bad thing. You know, he just went out and played, made some tackles. You know, didn't flinch. You know, at the moment of truth, and um, yeah, really, really proud of him. He's 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 a good player. Uh, Nathan Barrett, Cleveland.com, over to the left. When we were all talking about how you had sort of backed off the blitzes a couple weeks ago, Ryan said something along the lines of, "Well, I know he's got more dialed up." And I was thinking of that when Jordan broke through and got that third down TFO. Kind of just um, how talk about that play, maybe, and how it just fit into what you were trying to accomplish in this game. Yeah, that that um, again, you, you go you go back to knowledge of the scheme you know with a guy like Jordan who plays both positions and uh, you know that was really a, a blitz based off of the formation you know they they started huddling a lot you know not showing us the formation um, you know where I can usually make uh, the call based on the formation they started huddling and uh, Jordan had to recognize the form he had to recognize the formation see it and go you know so that uh, really shows a lot of progress with the defense and whole. And Jordan is just, you know, playing both positions and doing a great job. Over to the right, Jeremy, Jeremy Birmingham, uh, the podcast, Rivals. Hey, Jim, uh, last couple weeks have been up and down for the linebacker group. 
today, Tommy leads the team in tackles, Seal right there, Cody plays a big role. How important was it for you to see those guys be productive today, knowing that they were going to be tested in the short passing game, the running game, etc.? Yeah, it was, you know, that intermediate passing game combined with a, you know, really strong running attack. We knew that they were going to be um, a real focus in terms of making plays. I've, I've always had faith in them, and, um, you know, they're doing the right things. And then it's just, you know, it's that competitive excellence. It's showing up when we need them the most, and, and those guys are veterans, and they showed that we can count on them. Uh, over to the left, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Jim, Ryan talked about how he could just watch the demeanor of the defensive players, and they looked so confident and just so excited to be out there. Um, I, do you get that sense? And, and what's it like for you to kind of, from where you are, to, to call the plays knowing that the defense feels the way that they do? Yeah, I mean, uh, confidence and uh, momentum. It's such a huge part, attitude about playing defense. I mean, probably where I'm most proud of them is uh, what do we, we got the stop in, in their end, and then we turned it over on the, on the punt return, and we came right back out and stopped them, stopped them again. You know, I think that's a, that shows a lot of confidence and a, and a lot of want to. Hey, okay, that's fine. Put us, you know, you don't flinch in that situation because that's easy to, you know, hang your head. And uh, they went out there and got the stop. So I think that sequence right there kind of shows where we're at right now. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN. Yeah, Jim, your defensive linemen before the year were talking openly about being the best group in the country and a lot of high hopes on them. How do you feel they played today and where are they as a group right now? You know, there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of guys that play. Um, you know, they've really been solid all year. Guys inside are making tackles. You know, we've been getting pressure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, maybe people look at stats only, but I could see the film. You know, I knew we have a really good group, and, and they showed up. Over to the left, uh, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Just yeah, got time I mean, for a few more for Coach. What do you think is just the biggest thing that's clicked this year, that's allowed this defense to take this step and really play it as an elite level so far this year? You got uh, great leadership, you know. You got guys who want to, uh, I don't know, hold up our end, guys who want to be counted on. And uh, then you throw that in with an extra year, knowledge of the scheme. You know, that knowledge of the scheme is really a big deal. Being able to see, you know, the forest through the trees, understanding, being able to handle, you know, um, adjustments during the week, you know, where, you know, maybe in the past you're hesitant to put, new things in because guys don't quite understand them. And they pick things up and they study um, and they take a lot of pride. Uh, over to the left here, Marcus Hartman, Dayton Daily News. I think early they were averaging eight yards a carry. They had a couple of explosive runs and then sort of like looked like you turned the spigot on them. And what, what was the difference there? Uh, the explosive runs were just bad calls by me. And, uh, you know, so I started making better calls. <laughs> yeah. Over to the right here, Jeff Gilbert, Press Pros. Uh, what types of things did you, were you concerned that Penn State might be able to be successful at, and how, what, what, how did you stop those? What are the things you felt like? Yeah, certainly the running game, you know, um, they were a team that could drive the ball, and the intermediate passing game, you know, uh, very effective. So, you know, we wanted to get them in situations where they had to throw the ball down the field. Um, and give our rush a, a chance to get there. We mix things up 
somewhat in the rush. Um, we did the right things early, early in the series, you know, to get them in situations where we could force them to try to throw the ball down the field. Okay, Coach, thank you very much. Finally, we will hear from starting quarterback Kyle McCord. Uh, we'll open it up the floor over here. Dylan Davis to the right with Dil with uh, Delaware Gazette. Kyle, was there a little bit of a time where you needed to kind of just settle down? Were you a little amped up to start out that game? And I guess, was there a particular point where you kind of felt like you settled in? Um, yeah, I feel like early on, on that first drive, I thought we did a pretty good job of moving the ball, um, made some plays, and obviously went down, put a field goal up. Um, but I think uh, just for me, at least, I feel like I just needed to ease into the, the pocket a little bit more. Um, you know, obviously they're a really good D-line, um, but I thought our line did a really good job today, and I felt like the more and more uh, plays we started running, the more and more they started to wear down. So I felt like we did a good job um, just continuing to, to play, and I, I need to do a better job, I think, early on. I'm just, uh, I wouldn't say relaxing, but just calm in the pocket. You led your team to, or helped lead your team to a win on the road at Notre Dame, another top 10 showdown here at home against Penn State. I guess, how have you seen your own confidence grow? And I guess, where, where do you see yourself being now compared to where you were on that road trip to Bloomington? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, uh, like you said, was the, the confidence factor of it, um, just the comfort level, too. Um, I feel like the offense, we've definitely grown. Um, you know, I feel like we did a good job of moving the ball today. I thought a few times in the red zone, you know, we stalled, obviously, uh, and didn't put up a touchdown. But for the most part, um, especially in the second half there, I feel like we were really moving the ball um, how we wanted to. And so I think it's just continuing to figure out how to take those next steps, how to continue to uh, put points on the board, because obviously a defense played lights out today. So I think if we can really just um, you know, mix our, our um, offense and with the way the defense is playing, it's going to be scary. Over second row left, Lori Schmidt, Columbus Dispatch, and then Nathan Baird. Kyle, I'm sure you're a guy who is aware of what's going on in the college football landscape. What do you think that a win like this does for you guys? Yeah, I think um, a top 10 win, I think it's week seven or eight in the college football season now, and we have two top 10 wins. Um, so I think uh, in terms of resume, I don't know if you know we could have a better resume right now, uh, but that doesn't mean anything if we don't continue to win, uh, don't continue to stack these games. Um, and I think ultimately, everybody in that locker room knows, you know, it's a next game mentality. And as long as we continue to keep winning, everything else will take care of itself. Speaking of resumes, real quick, um, reading between the lines of Ryan Day's comments up here, he seemed to be stumping for Marvin Harrison for Heisman. Um, you see him every day. Could you speak to what kind of candidate he is for an award like that? Yeah, I mean, if it's truly the award that goes to the best player in college football, I don't see how he's not you know, in the mix. I mean, obviously, uh, what he's done, uh, especially these last few games, I think, you know, I don't know if we've seen kind of a stretch like that, just how consistent he is, um, how reliable he is. Um, so, obviously, you guys um, say it just like I do. He's, he's done a great job, and obviously, he's a lot of fun to play with. Right here in the front row, Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes Now on Sports Illustrated. Kyle, I, I know when you're playing in a game like this, you're, you're focused on the game that's in front of you, right? You're not thinking about Notre Dame. You just referenced you got two top ten wins now the first seven weeks of the season. How much more confident in your own ability did you feel coming out of that Notre Dame game, and did it help you settle in when you were playing in an environment like this? Yeah, I think uh, especially a game like that, 
um, with the type of opponent that it was in Notre Dame, who I think is a really good team, um, as well as the environment. You know, I don't think you can really draw up, especially early on in the year, a tougher game um, for a team to go into, and getting that win was huge. And you know, I, I know for myself, and I think as uh, for the rest of the team, that was a huge confidence boost, being able to go in there and get a win. Um, and so, we obviously got back from that game, tried to correct what was wrong, but at the same time, um, you know, we knew that if we can continue to use that momentum rolling, it's going to be it's going to be a good year. Follow up. A lot of attention for Marv and the way he, he makes incredible catches. The the throw you made to Cade Stover down the seam where he caught the ball over the top of a defender, can you touch on what you've seen from Cade and his work ethic trying to develop as a receiver so he can go out and make plays like that? Yeah, I think when I first got here, it was Cade's third year, and at that time, he was kind of bouncing back and forth between linebacker and uh, tight end. And then just seeing the work that he's put in um, over the past few years, especially with uh, Coach Bailey, um, you know, I think the work speaks for itself. I think he's always been a very physical presence. I feel like he's never um, lacked anything in the run game. Uh, but then just seeing the work that he puts in uh, in his route running and his ball skills, all that, um, I think it's really starting to show. And uh, if teams want to, you know, give Marvin extra attention, you know, that's going to leave other guys with, you know, one-on-one -on -one situations like you saw there. And uh, obviously he went up, made a great play, and he's been doing that for the entire season. Over to the left, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Kyle, a year ago, this defense gave up some of those explosive touchdowns, and it left the offense at times in a, in a place where now you guys had to go out and, and sort of you know, make up for that. With defense playing the way it is this year, and they obviously had you know, made a point of improving there, but the way the defense is playing this year, has it changed the vibe around this program at all? Like week to week, is it just a, a different um, relationship that is, is happening right now? Yeah, I think uh, with the way they've been playing this year, I think it takes the pressure off of the offense. It's not that mindset that we have to go and score a touchdown every single time or else the game's going to be in jeopardy. Uh, and so just seeing what Coach Knowles and, you know, the guys have been able to do, it's been, you know, I think uh, a huge testimony to their work ethic. Um, you know, I, I know those guys are putting extra hours watching film, getting all their checks right, and uh, to see them come out and really shut that offense out, you know, it takes a, a lot off the offensive shoulders okay we're gonna we're at point of two and done on both sides we need to start wrapping up with jt tui molo in the back over here to the right andy backstrom letterman row uh kyle when you got a game like that and you know maybe you would have liked to play player uh, play better but ultimately you get the win uh, as a leader of the team like how do you process that i guess in the moment and then after that yeah i mean obviously um, regardless of how you play, getting a top 10 win is uh, really good. And, um, you know, obviously I think we'll use this momentum and keep it rolling. Uh, but at the same time, you go back and you watch the film, and I think I said this when we played Notre Dame, um, you know, you get a, a top 10 win and you go back and watch the film, there's so much room for improvement. And I feel like, obviously, we've taken steps in the right direction since that game. I think we've definitely gotten better. Uh, but at the same time, like, the, the sky is the limit for this offense and for this team. And so I know going back and watching the film, there's going to be plays, obviously, I want back. Um, you know, I think there's, there's good, but then there's, you know, some things that we got to clean up. And, you know, I can only imagine how good this team's going to be once we really reach that peak potential. Uh, over to the left, uh, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Kyle, this is a game for Marvin where, he, where Emeka's not here, and he said Penn State was giving him more safety help. It seems like there was a lot of focus on their end of trying to take him away, and yet he has a day like he has. What, what, what did he do today, you think, that allowed him to produce as much as he did? Yeah, I think um, 
regardless of the coverage, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I know there's a good chance Marvin's going to get open. And so anytime they gave me uh, an opportunity to get him the ball, and that's what they're representing, that's what I try to do. And, um, you know, obviously he gets the attention that he deserves, and rightfully so. And I think that opens up other guys. But at the same time, you know, you can't double him all game. You can't, you know, give him extra coverage all game. And there's going to be some one-on-one -on -one situations. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said this, and I'll say it again. There's not a matchup in the country if Marvin's one-on-one -on -one that I don't like. Uh, over to the right, Jeremy Birmingham rivals the podcast. Kyle, uh, how close do you think the offense is to being where you want it to be? To both yourself personally, but then just the little ticks that seem to be off. I mean, how, how close do you think it is? I think we're really close. Uh, you know, you go back and you watch the film and you ask yourself, okay, what is holding us back from scoring on every single drive? And it's small details. And whether that, that's me or the whole line or the receiver, whatever it is, um, you know, it's just it, it's little things that can easily be cleaned up. And I feel like looking back on the film from week one, there's like, okay, there's a lot to clean up. And then I feel like every single week we're getting better and better. So now it's how can we continue to minimize those mistakes, continue to minimize those errors, and continue to build? Because like I said, I think the sky's the limit. Bigger picture question. How do you develop chemistry with a wide receiver like Carnell, a young guy? You obviously, years with, with Marv and Julian and Emeka. I mean, how do you develop chemistry with a young receiver? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for him that he really impressed me with was when he got here, he had a really good understanding of just defenses and uh, how his route um, you know, changes based on what they're playing, where, what kind of leverage to attack in a certain route. And so anytime a young guy has that kind of football IQ, it makes my job a lot more easier. And then I think just getting as many reps, with you can, as, many reps as you can get with him um, and just continue to build that chemistry. And I think he's taken some really good strides. And, um, you know, obviously I think the, the sky's the limit for that kid. And, you know, I'm so, so excited to see where his career takes him. Final question for Kyle, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. we got to wrap it up with JT, please. Yeah, Kyle, I mean, you guys have had a knack, whether it was, you know, Notre Dame, Maryland, today, where when you guys have needed a drive into four quarter you've been able to come up with it what do you think it is that's kind of allowed you guys in those clutch moments to find that another gear yeah um i think that's a good question i think the the biggest thing um is what we talk about is just competitive excellence when uh someone needs to make a play uh whether that's me just putting the, the ball in a one-on-one -on -one situation letting a guy go up and make a catch or um someone winning on a route or the line making a, a, a good block up front opening up the run whatever it is i feel like the guys have responded to that every single time and um you know obviously we would like to to get that going early on um but i would much rather uh have a team say that you know we start slow and and finish really well than vice versa um so I think we just need to continue to, to keep building on that and, um, and and ask ourselves, how can we do that earlier in the game? And one final question from Tim May. Yeah, follow on that. Uh, when you see uh, uh, Marvin just break wide open on that drag route, I mean, what is going through your mind at that moment in the game that maybe the best receiver in the country is wide open, just don't screw it up? I mean, what, what was going on there? I mean, after all the struggle today. You know? Yeah, no, I think um, – we had a, or I think they called a timeout right before that play, so we were able to talk it over on the sideline. Uh, we got the look that we wanted, and obviously he, he ran a good route and got open, and so it was just my job to get the ball in his hands and, and let him go to work. Great. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks. Congratulations.